My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, fashion, art, and culture. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it. All right, let's get to today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Beyond the Garment podcast, or welcome to the Beyond the Garment podcast if you're new. I'm very excited to have this guest on our podcast today. He is no stranger to Edward Joyner. His brand, Rocky Clark, is an awesome representation of fashion, design, and sustainability. Allow me to introduce you to today's guest, Joseph Clark. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here, Drew. Uh, you know, what you guys are doing over at Edward Joyner and on your personal Instagram and Beyond a Garment is, uh, you know, it it builds the community for the better. And, you know, that's what it's all about. So thank you. Absolutely, man. Um, definitely a huge community builder kind of guy. Um, I think that one of the best ways you can you know, engage yourself in an audience or if you're in fashion or podcasting, whatever it is, and connect with people like yourself. I mean, we, we met through Instagram, essentially, and it's been a um, a great time getting to know you. You've been on different articles for Edward Joyner. You've been in, in the in the publication. We've had many conversations in the DMs. So it's been it's been incredible to meet individuals such as yourself uh, through community and through Instagram. So um, but let's get into the first question of today, Joe. Um, you know, what is your background? Where are you from? And, and how is it like for you growing up as a kid? Yeah, so growing up, I'm from Warwick, New York. It's a small town, uh, an hour north of New York City. Uh, lots of open space, a lots of, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of farms. Um, but mm. with that being said, there, there's a huge art culture and a huge creative culture. Um, you know, if I wasn't playing sports, it, I was engaging with art. Um, there's a there's an up and coming, pretty much established musician from Warwick now called Gus Dapperton. Uh, huge fan, but he he grew up right down the street from me. And wow. um, everyone I come across, uh, I tell them about Warwick and where I'm from, and I tell them about what comes out of there. And just for some reason, I don't know if it's if, if it's the water, but there's a lot of creative juices uh, coming out of there. Um, so it, it's always it's always cool, uh, you know, reconnecting with with uh you know old high school classmates and seeing what they're doing and you know <clears throat> one thing leads to another and you find out they're an artist in some way shape or form and it's it's uh yeah. it's pretty special what's what's in the water in warwick man what do you guys be drinking there man that's some creative <laughs> some creative syrups. yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's it's, not, it's it's really fascinating um maybe one day there'll be a study on it but uh well, every year they have this thing called apple fest so it's a whole bunch of small artisans who bring their um who bring their artwork and they sell it um it's cool it's, it's very it's all about community um sweet so that was ingrained in me growing up absolutely let's let's dive a little bit deeper into that so you said you were playing some sports you were doing some art you know what age ranges, what what sports were you playing? What kind of art were you drawing? Were you doing photography? Were you creating clothes at that point? Like, let's, sure. let's talk about childhood a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think one of the things, you know, going back to community, the reason why community is so special is because 
I was part of sports teams growing up. I played football. Uh, we mm-hmm. won like several championships, but it was all about team. You know what I mean? Wow. And that's what the coaches mm-hmm. stressed. And that's what me and my friends really bought into was the concept of team. And through that, uh, being a community. Um, so I played, I played football growing up, uh, baseball. And then once I got into high school, I became a swimmer and, um, also in high school. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am a, uh, a swammer now, but, um, in high school I swam and in college, but me and my friends, uh, started a band in high school and we played a couple of shows at local cafes and, mm. uh, we played at the talent shows. So, um, wow. that was really my outlet in terms of art, uh, growing up was being in a band with my friends. Um, and what's funny is that the same people in the band, um, I play guitar uh my friend uh played the guitar and sang and then my brother was on drums and those two guys to this day wow. help help out with rocky clark or part of the rocky clark team wow. yeah so it's, it's incredible it's really, yeah it's really full circle there totally full circle what was the name of the band if you don't mind me asking yeah yeah so uh the name was and we're friends because um and we're friends because <laughs> Because for the longest time, we just didn't have a band name. Uh, we were like sort of, yeah. we were against it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but every single time we would introduce ourselves to the audience, we would say, hey, uh, this is Joe, this is Rob, and this is James, and we're friends. And then it just, <laughs> sort, of, it just sort of stuck. Uh, so That's it was, funny. Uh, yeah, just classic stuff. Um <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Joe, that's really interesting how, I mean, there's a lot of things I feel like you were involved in from sports, music, uh, and, and whatnot. Those are all, I mean, even sports is, there's a creativity in how you operate in your sport. Um, especially obviously there's a creativity in music. Um, you know, but what is the, what is the origin story of Rocky Clark? When did that kind of become, uh, when did you essentially start Rocky Clark? Sure. So I, um, my aunt, my godmother taught me how to sew from a very young age and I started out sewing bow ties and I just loved it. So I would just, so I would go to Joanne fabric and find some cool fabrics and then make bow ties out of them and, uh, you know, give them to people. So that's how I really like learned how, like, you know, how to sew. Um, but the origin of Rocky Clark, uh, I, um, was studying abroad in Florence, Italy, and I had a lot of alone time there. Um, and it gave mm-hmm. me time to, you know, think about who I am and who I wanted to be. And, uh, you know, in, in, you know, giving myself time to think and explore, uh, I, I found, you know, myself envisioning this thing um, that was an all encompassing idea of everything that mattered to me most. And, um, you know, and through that, you know, I was thinking of like names and like, I didn't know what I wanted it to be. It was more of a lifestyle, just like ever joiner. You know what I mean? Um, right. So I was just thinking like, I just let myself get creative and have fun. So I was just writing stuff down. And then I came to the, uh, I came, it was a light bulb moment. Like my middle name is Rocco. And it's a, that's a family name. And my dog's name is Clark. 
so I just sort of fuse them together and and honestly before you even know it Rocky Clark just came to be and I was like wow that's that's sort of nice that's sort of like there's a ring to it it's strong um so that's that's really the origin of the name and and how I sort of formulated the idea of what Rocky Clark is today yeah, I, I actually love the naming of Rocky Clark. Um, I almost was inclined to call you Rocky Clark when we started yeah. the podcast, just because it has a it has a ring to it, right? In my opinion, sure. it does. You know, just Ro- Rocky Clark, um, which is which is awesome. That's incredible. And, and is your dog still your dog is still alive today, or is he? How old uh, is he? We, he um he passed away uh, mm. a year and a half ago now. Um, I got him mm. back in 2007, so I grew up with him. And, you know, we spent yeah. a lot of time playing outside together in the yard. I would take him on hikes, and he became my best friend. You know, he's my Absolutely. he was my dog. Like, I took care of him. He was my <laughs> dog growing up. Yeah. And we would, like, mm-hmm. wrestle all the time. Um, but he passed away at the age of, geez, like 13, 14. He was just, like, yeah. this uh, quintessential mutt. Um, but yeah, he was, awesome. he was a great, he was a great dog and, and, and hopefully his legacy lives forever. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, with the brand, with the brand and, and, you know, obviously, uh, his impact on your life, he definitely will live on forever. Uh, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Absolutely. The Rocky Clark is a, is a very, you know, eco-conscious brand, right? Um, from the fabrics to, um, the different messages that you you obviously display on the brand social medias, it's obvious that it's eco-friendly. Uh, you know, where does that come from? What prompted you to highlight, you know, sustainability and um, using textiles that are, you know, a little bit better for the environment and whatnot? Sure. Yeah, that honestly, that's what felt right to me. Um, you know, growing up, as I said, like being outside all the time and seeing my dog and me have fun outdoors. Um, you know, I, I couldn't start a brand that, that wasn't eco-friendly or responsible, you know, and it had mm-hmm. to reflect my personal values. And that's where Absolutely. I found in That's where I found in Florence. So putting the puzzle pieces together, like it just made sense for me. Um, you know, growing up in nature, exploring, I just couldn't imagine a world that one day didn't reflect that. So in order to do so, I felt like I had to, you know, take a step and, and make change. And Rocky Clark is a reflection of that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about Rocky Clark. Um, Obviously, Lauren, who works on me, who works with me, excuse me, uh, for the brand Edward Joyner, one of her favorite aspects of your brand. We talk about your brand quite often, um, actually, because um, we do see that there are. Yeah, there are some elements that obviously, you know, we can obviously always improve on it. And we reference yours quite often, especially uh, when it comes to fabrics and, and textiles and sustainability and whatnot. And so that's that's incredible. Um. Joe, yeah, thank you. No. It's, it's sorry to interrupt. It's it's definitely a. No, you're uh, fine. It's um, being a eco-friendly, responsible, sustainable brand. That's one of the biggest challenges and roadblocks is like the fabrics. You know, finding that stuff, sourcing that stuff because it's not mainstream just yet in terms of uh, manufacturing. Um, and as mm-hmm. a small brand, not having that infrastructure uh, really is an obstacle. 
Um, but with that, like comes great creativity and great resourcefulness. Um, so at the end of the yeah, day, absolutely. yeah, good on anybody who, who is, uh, fighting the good fight. Definitely. Maybe we should dig a little deeper on that point because I think, um, I think a lot of people are starting maybe to wake up to sustainability, starting mm-hmm. to wake up to the fact that um, our, you know, the fashion industry is one of the biggest contributors of waste and of, 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 you know, um, CO2, all these, all these, all these factors, right? Um, what advice would you give to someone? Maybe, maybe this is a consumer. I'm, I'm feeling a consumer out there. Okay. Um, you know, what advice would you give to a consumer who's trying to um, negotiate, or not negotiate, but navigate essentially through the the fashion world, trying to find brands that are eco-friendly? Like, what are some things that they should, you know, look out for and like, oh, this is a good brand or this might not. Is that a good question? I'm not sure, but l- let's see how you answer it. <laughs> I think that's a, that, Drew, that's, that's a great question that um, – I don't think people are asking enough and I think people don't really know how to ask it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very messy and gray area. Uh, you know, we could get into greenwashing uh, because that's a, that's a real thing where brands will portray themselves as eco-friendly, but really um, they just have one product that's eco-friendly and the rest is just, you know, garbage. Um, yep. It takes a lot of homework and diligence it takes a lot of research it takes it takes sacrifice because there's tons of shiny things out there that we all want that we all like want to uh look good in but it's it's holding yourself back of clicking that button to purchase or making that impulse Mm -hmm. buy because um you do a little like the first thing i do if i'm looking for um you know, a new garment, let's just use clothing as an example, um, uh, whether it's browsing the web or um, in a retail space, the very first thing I do is look at what that product is made of and I look where it's made. Same. Um, that's that's the first thing. And if I see that it's, you know, 100% polyester, I'm like, all right, like, that really sucks. I really like that, but it's a pass for me. Um, or say if it said hundred percent recycled polyester, I'm like, okay, like that's great. You know, that's a, that's a step in the right direction. Um, absolutely. And then, you know, looking at where it's made, there's uh, tons of countries out there that, uh, thrive on manufacturing of clothing. Um, and a lot of these people earn their livelihood doing so. But it's taking that one step further, going to that brand's website and seeing if they have, uh, you know, an, an, an ethics or responsibility page where they show or where they say where their garments are made and that those laborers are treated fairly. Um, yeah. So it takes it takes it takes a couple extra steps of doing research um, before making that purchasing decision. Um, definitely that sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, you need to make yourself, uh, other people won't do that research for you. We're not there yet, but we're working towards it. Definitely. Definitely. I think, I think also Joe, I think there are a lot of brands, 
Um, and, and no brand is perfect and there's no silver bullet to, you know, being sustainable. There's a lot of things that a brand can do to be more sustainable. I think, but I think a lot of brands need to just continue to consider, you know, how can I make X, Y, and Z product more sustainable? How can I make uh, packaging more sustainable? How can I make, you mm-hmm. know, um, just the way we operate as a business more conscious, you know, towards the sure. planet, how can you be more conscious towards the planet? And, right. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad there's I'm glad there's brands like, you know, Rocky Clark that are out there that I, I think your platform not only educates people, but I also think you create clothing that is, um, you know, very obviously stylish and, and very apropos to the consumer that you're trying to reach, which is really important as well. Thanks, Drew. I appreciate that. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, design and inspiration as, as a creative, as, as a business person. You know, what inspires you um, for your brand, Rocky Clark? Yeah, so <laughs> growing up, I either wanted to be a rock star or <laughs> a professional athlete. And, uh, you know, the reality of life set in and I realized I couldn't do neither. So, you know, why not design the clothing that those people wear? Absolutely. So when I design... Um, I'm always imagining a musician on stage wearing a pair of Rocky Clark jeans. Uh, I'm envisioning an athlete walking in the tunnel, um, which you've mentioned on your uh, on a previous podcast, like uh, the tunnel, the tunnel runway. I've always imagined, yep. um, you know, uh, an NBA athlete wearing Rocky Clark walking in the tunnel. So those things inspire me. Um, also, vintage um, workwear and military garments, the uh, utilitarianism of, of, um, of that clothing, I draw tons of inspiration for. And then, um, honestly, most of all, the streets of New York City, just observing people, um, seeing what they wear. I love the grittiness. I love all themselves. And really, the best way to do it is just to go for a walk or, like, sit on a park bench and just watch people walk by. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, like you know, they're interesting pair of jeans and you just sort of put that, um, in the back of your memory. So next time you go to sketch, like that's where those things come up. Definitely. Definitely. I, I love people watching. I know, I know a lot of people (laughs) feel that same, same way. It's kind of a weird thing to say, Yeah, but I think people watching, it's a weird thing to say, but everybody, yeah. Everybody, their mom's people. Everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 um, it's yeah. Definitely, it's, it's definitely an interesting, a cool uh, way. For sure, a great pastime. <laughs> definitely a cool way to um, get inspiration. Absolutely. Um, in terms 100%. of the, you know, uh, utilitarianism of you know military garments, I, f- I find that very fascinating. And, and the more I do research on military wear and work wear and obviously we're in a moment of work wear mm-hmm. in Americana, Americana fashion. Yep. Um, is there any image that kind of pops in your head immediately when you think about, you know, those kind of things? Is it, um, is it maybe you going to different stores, different thrift stores and just seeing the garments that are made in the past or is it uh, from film or, or what kind of spark that interest in, you know, that utilitarian style of military wear, obviously Americana is a little bit different sure. and, and vintage is a little bit different, but what kind of sparked that interest in those topics? Yeah. So, uh, 
my grandfather, um, whose name is Rocco, so that's where I get my middle name from, he was in World War II, uh, uh, fought in the Battle of the Bulge, and I have a lot of photographs from him when he was over in Germany and just mm -hmm. um, observing what he was wearing. Uh, you know, when, it, when, when he had some downtime to take a photo, like what was he wearing in that time? Yeah. Um, my uncle who, um, was in the Navy, he was a Navy pilot in the Gulf war. He gave me this hat and just like observing past photographs of him, um, and, and seeing what he wore. And then, um, beyond my family, I love war movies. Saving Private Ryan is up there for me. Um, yeah. My dream is to make a 1917 inspired collection uh, where I reiterate, you know, some of those pieces of what they wore and bring them into the into modern times. Like I've I've had dreams of doing that. Um, so so um, war movies um, really spark a ton of inspiration for me. Definitely, definitely, and uh, movies movies can be so gripping. Is the thing too. Mm -hmm. um, there, I can't remember the movie I watched most recently. It was also a war movie. Um, it was about the Civil War. It was on Netflix. I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but uh, definitely very core cool references that you um, take note of for your designs, and it's really dope. Yeah, um, are there any? Are there any? You know, new projects that you're working on? Obviously, you're working on projects for 2021. But uh, what kind of things are you working on for 2021? Sure. So we we. Uh... Uh, the team at Rocky Clark, we just wrapped up a spring 2021 collection that it will, um, uh, we designed a jacket to follow up on our jeans. Um, we have these hats, which we did a preview for and um, some other things in the works. Uh, so that will be releasing sometime late February, early March. Um, other than that, uh, some personal projects I've been working on. Um, I took... Uh, 15 uh, vintage army jackets and I reconfigured them and puzzled them together to uh, make upcycled tote bags. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It, it's, it's something I've been wanting to do for years now. I just never created the time for myself to do so. So I'm really, um, I'm really proud that I, you know, budgeted time to do it because it brought me so much joy uh, and, you know, I got back, uh, behind the sewing machine, which is, um, sometimes daunting for some who know, but, uh, yeah. it, it really, the process really, uh, ignited my fire again. And, um, so that's, that's, that's more short term, but, uh, I'm very excited to, um, to release some of those. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the collection that you're going to release in late February, March is going to be um, incredible from the sake of the fact that I already own one of the hats <laughs> <laughs> and I um, absolutely love it. I, I think it, like I was telling you before the, the episode of the construction of the hat and, and how it feels in hand is, um, you know, top notch, top wow. notch. And I, and I really have to give you your kudos because I think, when for anyone even when someone supports edward joiner uh supporting a smaller brand sometimes you don't know what you're going to get and so you're you're going on a limb you know you want to support your friends your homies um but when the product is you know 
better than what you could expect for and it's honestly makes you question why you ever shopped at or why you ever went to you know lower end stores um you you start to realize the attention to detail people put into their product and yeah kudos kudos to you sir kudos to you thank you i appreciate that yeah it's uh i never really thought of myself as an artist but now uh now that i'm you know doing this more um this as in designing and creating uh, I definitely have been feeling more like an artist in, um, when I say that, I mean, like I put a lot of my personal reflection into what I'm making. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a reflection of my wardrobe. It's a reflection of my family. It's a reflection of me as a person. So I really get vulnerable when I'm designing products, um, and clothing. Uh, so it's really special to hear, uh, those words from you, Drew, because, um, you know, the Absolutely. artist in me is like, is just like, uh, it's like a sigh of relief, like, oh, like, okay, like that, that feels good. Definitely. So it's important. That. It's important to, um, important to let you know, too, because I know that, you know, there's everyone goes to those moments of doubt, like, is this going to be good enough? Yeah. People, is it, will people like it, essentially. Will, will others, you know, understand and, and really digest it. And so I think you've done a great job. So. Thank um, you, one yeah. of the next questions I definitely want to ask you, Joe, is uh, a fun little question about collaborations. And I'm really curious to know your answer on, um, you know, what other brands would you ever be willing to collaborate with in the future? Could be any brand. Yeah, we live in the age of collaboration. It's so exciting to see, uh, you know, the past couple of years have been just blown up by a collaboration. And, and that's what the future is going to be like, as you said. Um, so big picture, Patagonia is on the top of my list. Um, they have the best infrastructure for me uh, as a designer to create responsibly and ethically. Um, just as we mentioned before, like they they can source top notch, eco friendly fabrics, and they can do it in a responsible manner. Mm. Um, so that for me is like makes the most sense. Uh, other than that, on a on a more small scale. Um, only and why is a local New York brand that I would love to, uh, partner with, um, believe, um, is another one, but I think, uh, to really answer your question, I really want to collaborate with Dr. Bronner's hemp soap and make my own, um, Rocky Clark hemp soap. Uh, cause I use that shit for everything, man. I, I wash my dishes. I use it in the shower. I wash my hands with it. I wash my jeans with it. So to have like my own signature scent with them, that is, uh, that's on my vision board. Let's make this happen, man. We need, we need to get Rocky <laughs> Clark, this collaboration ASAP. <laughs> yeah. If you know somebody like just, uh, send me an email, which I'll say at the end, but yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's, that's goals right there. Exactly, exactly. Um, Joe, when you set out to make um, a, a new pair of denim, what is that What is that process like? I think that's a really good question because I think a lot of people are curious about, you know, a brand like yours that creates denim, that creates pants. How do you, you know, how do you go about creating them? What does the process look like? It's a painful process. I'll, I'll say that first. Um, it's painful, but it's what I absolutely love to do. Um, so I, like, as I said earlier, I, uh, it starts with observing people. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And then inspiration follows. So just seeing, you know, a person walks by on the street and I just get a quick glimpse at what they're wearing. Like, oh, wow, that's very interesting that they're wearing it like that. Um, and then from there, you know, I'll, I'll, if, if inspiration strikes, I'll, I'll do a quick sketch just to get that out. I'll build a mood board on Pinterest. Um, it's a lot of uh, trial and error. Um, and it's a lot of garbage to find the gold. But it's a process and it's one I love. Uh, I uh, sewed my very first pair of um, Rocky Clark jeans. Um, I made the pattern. I sew them myself and I wear them uh, almost just about every day. Um, so yeah. from there, I got feedback from people. Um, you know, if I went to a party and someone saw the jeans, like, wow, those are really cool. I've never seen those before. Where'd you get them? I'm like, wow, like, thank you so much. I actually made these. Yeah. Um, so I would talk to them about it, get some feedback on what they would do differently. Um, and then from there, I worked with my factory in the garment in, in New York City's garment district um, to to uh, produce them on a larger scale, but it's a lot of, of, uh, you know, reiteration. There's always a 2.0 of everything. And that's how I treated, that's how I treat every design. And that's how I really treated the jeans, which were my, my very first product. Yeah. And, and how long, um, how long did they take from start to finish? How, how, how many weeks, (laughs) months? Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, the idea came to me at the end of 2016. I sewed my first pair uh, early 2017. Um, and then I mass produced my first pair in 2019. So when wow. it's all said and done, it took me almost uh, over two years to execute on um, our signature RC001 utility panel pants of denim incredible and that's that just goes to show i mean he's not he's not just doing it um not just throwing you know fabrics together and just coming up with a product uh this this man really takes his time in in creating something that has longevity you know has this inner inner um mingling you know the ability to style it with different things essentially um and is of a of a you know, eco-conscious and, and mindful mindfulness that a lot of brands don't, don't necessarily have. That's why, I, that's why I think your brand is so dope, man. I don't, it needs more love. Absolutely. Um, Drew, but, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, with that being said, like I really set out to make something timeless, um, you know, something that you could see in the 1960s, but then also something that you could see in the 2060s. Um, yeah. But furthermore, on that point, this shit takes time. And I just mm-hmm. want, what I really want is for every young creative out there, like hone in on your craft, do the best you can, like become the best in what you're doing. That's so important. Like, don't think that you can just jump, you know, jump a couple steps and skip us cut corners. You can't do that. You got to become the best in what you're doing. And that shit takes time. Like we're, uh, you know, I, I assume that a young audience is going to be listening to this and yeah. that, that, that follow both of us, um, just be patient and see what works, see what doesn't work, reiterate, go back to the drawing board. Um, but at the end of the day, be confident in what you're doing and enjoy every part of the process. Uh, it took me a while to learn that. Um, 
but that's just some advice I want to give give to people. I love that, man. I love that advice. And it kind of ties into one of the kind of last questions I want to ask you for today, which is above all else, Joe, what do you want people to know about Rocky Clark? I want people to know about Rocky Clark is, uh, you know, how personal the brand is. Um, you know, how much, uh, Rocky Clark means to me. Um, you know, it's my baby. I'm not just creating products. Uh, you know, I'm creating things that I live by day in and day out. And, you know, I, I, I try to put as much, uh, uh, emotion into it. Um, because I truly care about what I'm doing. Um, and it's really a, a reflection of my beliefs, morals, values, um, and my interpretation of not only clothing, but of the world. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Man, thank you so much for being on, on the on the podcast. It was it was a great time um, with you. You're a very likable person. Obviously, you're very knowledgeable. Uh, where can people find out more about you on the social medias and whatnot? Yeah, Drew, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me and thank you for creating this platform and community. Um, I really appreciate that. And I'm looking forward, you know, to seeing where you go, uh, not only with yourself, but wherever Joiner goes, um, you know, I'm an avid follower and I, and I'm rooting for, um, for you and the team. Um, you can find me at Rocky Clark NYC on Instagram and you can find me at Joseph Rocco Clark on Instagram or uh, honestly, I would love to hear from you directly, um, whether it's a DM or if you shoot me an email at Rocco, R-O-C-C-O at Rocky Clark clothing.com. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, uh, your support is why I do what I do. And without you guys, um, you know, I wouldn't keep going. So, so thank you guys. Thank you again, Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gained some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.